Okay, brilliant. Uh, we're live. Welcome to the Fit Studio Stay Fit podcast. So, Mairead, uh, we're talking today about women's clothes. Okay. We were talking about training and you had mentioned, obviously, you're a woman, you know a lot more about this than I had. Can you just tell me what it's like going from starting off training, starting to see change in your body and then slowly gaining muscle and what it's like, you know, in the clothes, what change are taking place, you know, what starts to happen, how does a woman's mind go, I'm making progress, now I'm not making progress, because I know the clothing and how it fits can be a, a big part of people's um, motivation and demotivation, unhappiness. Yeah, I mean, when you're one size, you can say, oh, I started off at this size, but the true likelihood is that Every person, I don't know about men, if men are the same, but every woman's a different size in every store. No matter if you're like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm a size 14. Realistically, you're going to be a size 12 in one shop in tops, a size 16 in skirts, and a 14 maybe across the board for, like, a swimsuit and, I don't know, like, small, like, tank tops and things like that. So... You know, it's hard to sit here and say, oh, I went from one size to this size because no one's ever one size when you take into consideration all the different stores, create clothes, different dimensions at different at the same size. It must piss you off, though, for motivation, right? Um, no, because what you can do, what you need to do is use your baseline. So you're like, okay, these are the jeans, whatever size they are, that I used to wear every day. Yeah, right. These would be my go-to daily jeans. And then it gets to a stage that you're training maybe six to eight weeks. And you're like, oh, these jeans are really loose on me in all these places now. Um, I should probably go and find a new pair of jeans. And then naturally, the jeans are going to be a smaller size than the ones that you have. So um, in that way, it's motivating. Um, But I think that by saying, just people blurting out I went from this size to this size is ridiculous I think if everyone's just focusing on their own baseline that's important um something that's never going to change something that's you know going to stay the same that's going to be static in order to uh, look at your progress is your measurements so if you take your measurements around your boobs around your waist around your bum um that's a much better you're at a much better advantage um so generally speaking or i don't know if it's generally speaking or not but i can only speak about what i have experienced but i would have gone down say if we're sticking to one store i would have gone down three or four dress sizes and then i got to a point that i started going up weights while i was training so but what do you mean by up weights like getting stronger and stuff yeah yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so i would have put on uh, muscle reduced now. my fat yeah. in one way um doing your classes and then i would have started to challenge myself because i start getting confident and yeah, because yeah. i start feeling fitter yeah which is what happened even though i was smaller or slighter um in body shape i felt fitter and i felt like i had motivation and confidence to 
continue on my journey. So uh, by continue on my journey, I felt like it was to increase, and you would have motivated and coached yeah, me through it a bit, yeah. to start using bigger weights and different moves and things like that. So that aerobic, hang on, that aerobic baseline of fitness, and I don't want to like ruin your story there, but that aerobic fitness is what people actually really underestimate. Because if you don't feel, regardless of how much your leg is getting tired, if you don't start to feel physically fitter, oh, it's hell. Mm. Like, it's hell. Uh, and that aerobic base is, is, is huge. Mm. You know, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like if you're doing circuit classes for 16 weeks, you should start feeling a little bit more go in them at the end of the 16 weeks versus when you started. Yeah. Um, so to challenge myself then, rather than keeping everything the same, um, I uh, would have been pushed by you to increase weights, do different moves and things like that. And then something kind of funny happens. So you're after, your measurements have gone down and then all of a sudden your measurements start going back up in certain areas of your body. And you're like, like particularly if we're talking about uh, you would have uh, pushed me to do weighted pull-ups and in that respect then bras and shirts and things start fitting you all weird again because the back starts getting thicker and just more muscle exactly yeah um, and then when your legs grow um, your quads are growing and growing and you're working on your glutes and you just really want to have a certain f- figure you have something in mind and how you want to look and then you can't get a pair of trousers to fit your waist that's going to fit your legs because your legs are bigger than your waist size and that goes for training gear as well as regular clothes so i think that's an interesting developmental process that you can't see until you're right in the middle of it i want to look like this or have here's a shape i'm going for and during that period you're like what this help this doesn't make sense yeah why does nothing fit me yeah 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 <laughs> And then what about the use of the training clothes? Like, um... Yeah, they're almost worse than regular clothes to try and get you to fit. Because, so here's the thing. So you don't want your jeans that you wear every day to, you know, you're not going to be doing lunges, jumping lunges and burpees in them. So, you know, whatever. You can sideline that with like a belt and things like that. But leggings, training leggings, like... You can't have your training leggings see-through when you're doing kettlebell swings. That's one thing. And what can happen there is if you're buying a small size to fit your waist. So you're consciously going in to get a small pair of leggings that's not going to faff about when you're doing burpees and jumping lunges. So you don't have to be fixing them. Oh, if it's a big waist, it's going to start to slip down and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you've got two choices. You either buy a small pair that will fit your waist that end up see-through because your glutes and quads are big. Gains. Or you buy a bigger pair and they're just going to fall down and really, like, it affects your training because you go to do 15 jumping lunges and imagine your trousers... Yeah, no, we won't see fall. cracks, like, hanging out, like... No, well, I mean, not even to that extent, but just bothering you on your hips. Yeah, no, people get embarrassed. I mean, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd feel awkward, you'd feel, I was joking, you'd feel awkward, you'd feel uncomfortable, you'd feel self-conscious even more so. Yeah. I've lost weight, I'm getting in shape, body your leg, and it's all sudden fall now. Yeah, like a tank top's a tank top, whatever. Yeah. If yeah. it's not, you know, nobody's concerned about that when they're training. Yeah. If, if you want a nice fitted one, you might find it difficult when you 
or have um growth in your lats. Yeah. Um, the same way you'd find regular working clothes difficult to try and get you fitted and you know tailored to you to look nice and suit you but you know nobody's really caring about the tank top because whatever that's something that you see time and time again uh, people say like women shouldn't train um any different than men and they should because typically women don't want to be wide back typically like guys want to look bigger and wider so women train their lats, women do pull-ups and lat pull-downs, but just not as many as guys do. You, you know what I mean? And I would, I would always monitor that in, uh, in classes and stuff and make sure I purposely strategically be watching people. How are you feeling? I'm listening to what they're saying. And women will say things like, oh, my bra's shitty. And I might explain then, like, does this feel too much? Or does this feel, is this okay? Here's what's happening. How does your body feel? And if a woman genuinely says, I'm happy with my size now. I don't want to be. I'll say okay. Then just we're going to pull ups once a week and not twice a week. Yeah. Because you know what? At the end of the day, just they're trying to look and feel healthy. They're not trying to be like a world class athlete at pull ups. Mm. You know, where a guy wants to be like, I want to be the king of the fucking jungle. And I mean, this is only an issue for women that are training <coughs> long term. Oh, 100 percent. So. Yeah, you're not. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen quick. No. That's not gonna happen in a year or two. It's just not. Maybe two. Maybe two. Well, in the first year, like. You know, people go through such a developmental process. Yeah. It also depends on your baseline, where you start A hundred percent, yeah. Because you can't even get, like, food, realistically, you know, is a massive part of obviously. Then it's the motivation and your actual training plan. So, you know, if you're, always, if you're just doing general kind of fitness classes and uh, circuit classes, like kettlebell classes, dumbbell classes, things like this, you're not really going to see huge lack growth. Like, you're just not. When you start getting into specifics... Like training pull ups like twice a week, well you have to be a certain strength obviously to train pull ups in the first place, but um yeah then you can expect to see a bit of growth maybe after a year, maybe after a year. I mean yes you can see growth faster you know you know guy like if you're training a long time you can put up with a high, high workload, and you can really really increase the 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 size of the lats quite fast. But generally speaking, women have nothing really to worry about there. Mm. I just would always make I always check in how you feeling you know. What what are clothes telling you, and stuff like that, you know, and it's right else. Um, it's just it's crazy. I think that that the consumers aren't driving change in the fitness clothing the, industry because yeah. they're creating this fitness apparel specifically for this purpose. Yeah. Especially the brands that are like training zones, training gear, and it's like and it's no, like, sorry, you're getting it that's wrong. Not actually for proportionally someone who is training yeah so they're just focused on they they fall victim to the exact same as the regular high street stores who have just regular fashion clothes everyday clothes and it just goes back to the same size it's sizing issue and you would imagine the training gear would be different but unfortunately not they're just got yeah i did see like I i have seen um, I think they've changed the mannequins, but I don't think they've changed the dimensions. Yeah, you, you know, you're kind of adding, you know, do you add like a centimeter extra on the lats, you know, to try and facilitate that the athletic cut you could call it with a with a with a, a clothing, apparel. Um, I see some stuff on my Instagram feed, like you know, um, these kind of small young companies. I think they're set up by I forget some of the names, but they're trying to have this kind of 
athlete fit to see like men's shorts and trousers and they're trying to say like you know, all these problems coming up but as a guy I mean you know when I was doing the powerlifting programs and doing a lot of those heavy leg days the bodybuilding leg days I mean forget about wearing jeans forget about it you need to get a pair of stretchy jeans that you can move in yeah. you know it kind of goes back to the the trade the, um, even the footwear so you know training runners and most of them just squash your feet into a little ball mm. and someone wonders why they've got knee problems you know because your, your feet can't even find the floor mm. you know what i mean like you get people into their bare feet and you know a few are all squashed and a bit mangled and need a couple of couple of months and they start to flatten out and build strength in the toes and stuff but you know it's really really interesting and um I, i've seen it from um quite a few people's point of view you know but i think it's that beginning stage i reckon it's just so delicate for people isn't it yeah it's it's the worry of oh my god am i going to turn into this big massive wide woman and then as you said then they get demotivated by the frustrations of well the waist doesn't fit but it fits my legs do you know what this yeah. fitness team i'm just going to go to i'm just going to go to fucking um you know my yoga class now and not you know, yoga's great you know obviously you know a lot of time for yoga but people genuinely are specific about i want to have those legs or that's good but what comes with the territory is this kind of frustration of get ready for your clothes being a bit of a challenge and fit for you oh, yeah i think if they made clothes with movement in mind that would be great yeah. like it's all well and good standing there posing for a photograph angled hey i look great fucking do 15 jumping lunges and let's see how they look end up in trails around your ankles rant over <laughs> and um you know obviously i've seen you from the very very start and you started out training and i just want to go back to what you said in the start there is that you know when you start feeling fitter you know what are some kind of defining things for you if you can remember was it, oh, I'm, I'm definitely feeling... What did you use as a measure? Um, for me, I would have used kettlebell swings as a measure. So we would have done, like... X, so say in your classes, we would have done X number of kettlebell swings. Yeah. And then in other classes, so dropping classes, I would have done, no matter which trainer it was, we'd be doing kettlebell swings for time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would always be very conscious of time in some classes and then number of swings in others yeah. so i'd always be using the same kettlebells heavy kettlebells in your classes and we'd be doing say 20 swings yeah. and then i'd be looking at the time so i'd be picking up the same kettlebell in other classes that are just time focused yeah. and i'd be like okay i have 40 seconds let's see if i can get 20 of these done yeah and that's how i started to measure my fitness because yeah. I was able to pick up heavier, go faster, yeah. and I felt like I could breathe and you know continue on. You didn't feel like I was going to die. Yeah, yeah, which happens at the start. Like kettlebell swings are tough. Oh so. right, oh yeah, you do a decent kettlebell swing workout. You're gonna know about it really quick. Yeah. You know, I think leading up to that kind of twenty swing when we done twenty swings, if you can remember the kind of the five three two kind of method we were doing, you know that kind of. You got to build that hinge method fast, I'll say slowly, and progress your weights up. I mean, once you get into that, that kind of five, three, two type of method of the kettlebell, and you go back, it's kind of like when the beginners come in and they pick up an eight kilo kettlebell mm. or a 10. 
and by the end of the class they're all swinging 20s and 16s wondering why was he ever picked it up before exactly so that's, yeah but I, I definitely like in fitness like that's more so than the strength route but in the fitness and conditioning and this is the thing I think that gets lost at the moment is that you know it's it's popular now for people to be strong but you know we're just back from London we're back from two um sorry six um very hard workouts but two in particular that were exceptionally hard and you know even though you know there's there's points in that first workout I was like whoa I'm cooking here but that's the essence of it you know people are losing this focus of that like I don't have to do cardio work. I don't have to do this. I just have to do, you know, a couple of squats and work on my strength. And that is just... Yeah, but that goes back to who they're looking at. So they're looking at people who have been training for eight years. Yeah, right. And this person who's been training eight years is like, I don't do cardio anymore because let's all do weights. And that's all I need to do now. Yeah. And it goes back to the other person, uh, whoever else you're following, another person's like oh, I never train abs and yeah. has a 16-pack. Yeah. Like, hello, you have trained your abs at yeah. one stage. Thousands just, of hours. Just Thousands because of hours. it was eight years ago when yeah. you started training yeah. and now your maintenance kind of kicks you over. And I, I can vouch, I, I mean, I can vouch for that 100%. I can, 100%. But like, as someone who's unfit following these people... Yeah, and they're, they're don't like, train your abs. Oh, I don't have to train my abs and I don't have to do cardio. Oh, great. Tick, yeah. tick. Thanks, I'll I just, feel fantastic then. I'll go back to eating I'll my tin and, and bro- ambrosia cream rice. Thanks very much. I'll just go and do some deadlifts and some squats. Yeah, deadlifts and, and squats and front squats will give you abs. And that's old. fine. I'll look exactly how I want to look. I'll yeah. look like a mixture of those two people that I follow because that's what they said. And yeah. when you're focusing on what they said, even if they're, if, even then, if they're professional yeah. in the fitness industry... They're just creating content and it's not always, that's their content and they own that and they can put out whatever they want in the world. It's their followers, it's their this, but they're not always going to have your best interests in mind. Yeah, they're just worried about getting their post up, getting all the likes because they've put their 16 pack or their arse out there and <coughs> on to the next post. Yeah, and yeah. you have taken, as an unfit person, you've taken so much from that and all of a sudden you're going to be inspired to just do two moves in the gym and you feel like you're going to look great and then you could do that for 8 to 16 weeks and you're depressed then and you don't know why and you've bought their plan you've bought all this and you're just like oh fuck this mm. you know it's kind of like and I can vouch for that you know um, particularly when it comes to the abs it was one of my goals first off when I ever started training just something I inspired to and I can tell you right now I have put in the hours like the hours and the hours and the hours and the hours and the moves and it was i asked a couple of parents of trainers as one guy i used to work with and um he was in great shape and i asked like how do i you know can you help me out he's like yeah do all these moves and train your abs three times a week i asked another guy he was like yeah just train them all the time so it's kind of like you know how do i want to do anything in life i gotta do it more and then you do get to a point where you're like i, I, I know how to maintain this I know just how to maintain it, so I don't have to go back and do my 1,000 hours or 10,000 hours of that stuff again. Exactly. You know, and it is definitely, definitely frustrating. It's, um, like, you know, these things have been around a long time. You need cardio training. Now, if you're overweight and you don't have much muscle, um, look, that's fine. It just it wouldn't be wise for you to go do sprints now because you might affect your joints. Yeah. 
Get, give you some cardio just and we'll change your cardio as time goes on as you get fitter and stronger your cardio is going to change ultimately i want people skipping that's my going to be like i want you skipping swinging kettlebells you know um doing sprints and if i can get you to that point from whatever point it means you've gone through the relevant you know proper protocols to get your body fit and let it do it perform that task uh, you can skip for five minutes uninterrupted and that's a good measure. And that might, that might, for someone that might be, you know, three years away. But that's the kind of measure, you know. And it could be, they could do anything they want. But you need cardio. You, you, you need strength. Obviously, you need to keep your muscle. And this is taste another thing. One sec. And I'm, I'm, I'm ranting a bit now. But one thing is that we think that, I'm, that as soon as I get to where I'm going to be, that's it. Like, it's the maintenance. Like, the maintenance. And this is something that beginners don't get is that there's no going back. There's no, I, I, okay, I got these improvements in my body now. Sure, I'm not, t- I, you, that's that, that, this person you've become now is now a new person. So if you go back to the old ways, you're going to lose what that person had. So you got to keep this up. And that's something, the maintenance is something that I suppose is not really a, a popular sale because if you want to maintain what you have, you just got to keep doing it. Another issue at the moment is the buzzwords that's being put out there that lose all sense of their meaning so we're discussing cardio yeah i mean some people have no idea what that means yeah and some people just folk just consider it to mean absolutely sweating running on the spot for <sighs> 90 seconds flat out keep going keep going and the trainer's screaming at you yeah just to be profusely you sweating. don't want it enough you've got run, no idea run, what it run, takes run. however i have been to your classes where we have done cardio and it would have started off with lying down on the ground and getting up 20 times yeah yeah dan john what a guy if you need to understand what cardio is do that do that and you know it's safe yeah it's something that any person uh can do that has good mobility or you know has no joint issues it's cardio but if you you know because these buzzwords are floating around, yeah. you forget what the hell cardio is. I know, you have somebody sprinting on a prowler and they're dead in like four laps, they're just dead. Yeah, Absolutely just have, dead. It's just about getting your heart rate up. Yeah, and keep and keeping it up that it's yeah. not going to be too high that you're going to die, but high enough to get more air in there, you know, so we can burn at a higher rate. And, I mean, that just lying down on your back and get back up to a standing position... So that's so old school and it's actually, if you've never met anybody and you're a personal trainer and you want to see how well somebody moves, you just say, lie on your back and get up as fast as you can, 20 times please. And you'll watch how they move. Good people, like a really, really good person will get up on one leg, you know, but then you have the people get up on two legs with no hands, then you've got two legs with one hand and so on and so on and so on and so on. It's the people that roll over get into the quadruple the all four position and then back it up and stand up slowly you're like okay now we know where we're starting but for that person that's still cardio 100 yeah exactly but oh, that's 100%. lost in the industry yeah, at lost. the moment it is lost it is lost and even like crawling like i'm a big fan a fan of just getting people to crawl in the workouts like particularly like in like the courses and um, you're trying to give people a little bit of insight into just general things that you forget about and like you said they're like that cardio is these 20 swings or it's you know 10 burpees and a sprint and a prowler and bat ropes and you're not working hard enough from hold cardio a sandbag is, over your head and run along the beach 15 times cardio is walking like, up a hill what? cardio is walking up a hill 
it, it's as simple as walking up a fucking hill. You know, the army rangers and people that I've been doing it for a long, long time, and it, it does get lost. Particularly when someone's like, you know, they're looking for a gym to go to and like, oh, I have to do cardio. I know, I have, and they research independently and they join a cardio class and that cardio class is a buzzword at the moment. It's a high intensity cardio class. And if people had a brain on their shoulders, they'd understand that in a high intensity environment, you still have to allow rest. And this is something I suppose more so that the personal trainers would understand, but you guys can understand that if, you, if you're not a personal trainer, it's that you have a work to rest ratio. So if you're a beginner and I give you 20 seconds of work, well then if the ratio is one to one, you're getting 20 seconds rest. And I can give you 20 seconds work with 40 seconds rest. And that's going to be largely based on something called RPE, the rate of perceived exertion. How difficult is it out of 10? <sighs> oh, it's not too bad. I, I, I think I can go again. I want to keep you to like a 60 to 80%, no more than 80. You know, and then you've got this thing in the class where it's got like 40 seconds of, of hell. You know, it's 40 seconds of say battle ropes with a 10 second break and then it's 40 seconds of burpees and it's a 10 second break and it's 40 seconds of sprints and it's a 10 second break and it's 40. And the amount of oxygen that person is taking in versus how much they can pay back into the system and recover at that low level of fitness, it's just going to kill them. And they're going to do what most people do. They just hate the gym. And they're going to feel, oh, I just don't feel fit. It's not fair. And... It's definitely an area that, that's overlooked, 100%. And what about the strength side of things? When you said, like, you're starting to go up in the weights, like, so things like, um, like push-ups, like. I'm a big fan of push-ups, like, I'm probably one of the world's biggest fans of push-ups as a measure, a general measure and as a teaching tool. You know, what was your experience of push-ups, if you remember, like, starting off, like? Um. It's about 51 to 59% of your body weight the push-up is. So your weight matters in that regard. That's a whole different podcast talking about weight. Yeah, they're tough, difficult. Um, but I, no, I just never really used them as a measure for anything. I just kind of saw them as part of the package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just part of the training. Yeah, get this done, out of the way. So for you, it was more, it was really more so of your, your whole body kind of cardiovascular fitness of I feel like in you know, stay on my feet and keep this intensity up that all the other exercises are just kind of part of the whole thing. into place. Yeah. I actually never knew that about you. That's very, very interesting. I have to, I have to wonder, like, if people genuinely, if that's their thing. So, and this is why I think spinning can be dangerous. You know, I think spinning can obviously be great for, like, you know, cyclists, for his of course it is. And we can we can argue it's fantastic, and I can argue that I don't want people sitting down anymore, and we have to in the side of the world. But what if somebody go is spinning for a while, and they like it, they get a good sweat on, the instructor has great crack, the music's pumping, they have a laser show, you know, and they're really enjoying it, and then they go into like a circuit class, where the demands there are different. We've got lunges, we've got push ups, we've got all sort of things, and you feel like oh I'm I'm out of water here. Yeah, well, it's probably quite dangerous for someone to go from being fully focused on one tiny thing yeah. because spinning's like just such a small square in the grand scheme of yeah. uh, fitness. Um, just to jump in and do circuits and all of a sudden expect your body to be able to go through this because, 
oh, I did 50k over the weekend. Yeah, and this is... This again goes back to what you said. Someone says someone has a figure in mind. I mean, you usually do. Like I've always done that. You know, I've always said like you know I want to stay looking athletic because it it makes me feel better. It improves my self esteem. But also over time, you just you get hooked on training and it becomes a normal part of your routine. So, someone saying like, I want to look a certain way. I want to work my arms, my shoulders, and all the uh, places I see. But they go to the gym and they feel unfit, so they join spinning, go into spinning, stay there for a while, up their fitness, then go into the environment they need to be in, and it's diet and they're like, oh, fuck this again. Mm. You know, it's um, it's very, very misleading. And I suppose, you know, I don't want to keep you too long because we're up early to go training again in the morning, but what about if you could just give some people, and you're very good at this, and sometimes you put it in a way that I can't, because I think I'm in it so deep sometimes, it's hard to remove myself. I, I can be a bit harsh on people sometimes. But what about some general um, general kind of advice on day-to-day, I'm going to call it realistic nutrition for people, particularly those who are starting now. Now, by nutrition, we, are, we have to talk, we have to say, we're looking at protein in the food. We're looking at carbohydrates okay well before you confuse the life out of someone and freak them out and they don't want to listen to the next bit that we're going to talk this about. is why she's good this is why i always bring you down this hole this is on purpose go on <laughs> you don't you just don't want people to be so stressed over exactly. it exactly and that's what you that's what can happen sometimes when you just hear these again buzzwords yes yeah. you know some of these words have lost meaning the way cardio has lost meaning yeah I don't care about, you know, focusing on one specific number for every macro every day of my life for the yeah. rest of my existence. Yeah. Fuck everything about that. That doesn't work. Because that's not a long-term situation. Um, so I think for people starting out, uh, some good advice would be to incorporate more vegetables um, in any capacity at every meal so what I mean is in any shape or form have a add in a vegetable or two at every single meal so before you rush off and throw your shreddies in the bin that you've eaten for the last 15 years keep the shreddies there love the love old shreddies <laughs> and incorporate whatever else you can uh, if it's some chopped up raw carrots uh, some chopped up cucumber something that's not going to stress the life out of you by preparing yeah um, but that's definitely where people should start off is to incorporate vegetables raw vegetables are very good they're very handy yeah um, frozen vegetables frozen vegetables sometimes cooking, better yeah but sometimes the cooking thing is what stops people from yeah. getting started yeah so before they even look at oh i'll buy an extra chicken fillet this week before they even get that far they're like cooking vegetables oh my god what am i gonna do here so um yeah if you're one of those people just get some raw vegetables in you at every meal and what's going to happen there is you're going to be getting more nutrients into your body straight away now when you say raw right i'm now a woman right i'm like right this is this is good i'm liking this i'm getting help i wanted and this is making sense and i'm sharing from some frustrations and I'm now at my next meal. So that's what's a raw vegetable now for me? 
Like, what does pick up like a tomato eat like an apple? If that works for you, why not? Why not? Anything else? Could, could an avocado and a half get a spoon in there? Just like it doesn't have to be exactly. Sexy. That's we're exactly not, how simple it needs to be. We're not all creating. We all think now, all of a sudden, we're content creators in this digital age of Instagram, and oh, we have to take photographs of every meal, and oh, what's the point in eating vegetables if I'm not <laughs> going to take a photo of them? Like, you're not doing this to create content. You're doing this for yourself. You're not doing this for the. 25 people you went to school with who follow you on Instagram, you're doing it so that you can make a real positive change and so that you can get started. And that's what we're discussing here. We're trying to get the baseline for someone to get started. So by incorporating more vegetables, they're going to get more nutrients, they're going to start feeling better, they're oh, yeah. going to uh, get more fiber in their bodies, they're, every, all the systems are going to start working a little bit better. After that point... Then they can seek professional advice regarding all those scary things we talked about that we yeah. won't discuss again. Yeah. But it shouldn't be scary at the start. No, it should be like, have an orange, have a carrot, you know, it should be that simple. It really, really, really should be at the, like, if, the, if we can start there, then like I said, I think, I like the way you put that, I mean, turn into content creators. It's a joke. Yeah. It really is a joke. You know. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, I can't eat vegetables like that because she puts these vegetables all together on her plate. And, and now it's a swan. Exactly. <laughs> and puts flowers on it. You know, and it's gorgeous. And it, you know, some people are are trained. You know. Oh yeah. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're a trained chef and you're creating these gorgeous images, fair play to you. Yeah. That's your job. Yeah. But for the regular person... Have two weed a bit and get over it. your job. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say, whatever your baseline is right now, whatever you ate today, eat that again tomorrow with more vegetables at every meal. This is why Mariah does tethered nutrition plans in the gym. This is the way. This is the way she does them. Um, really good points there. Really, really good points. Now, you came from this, and we're gonna finish real finishing this one because you you came from that. That's how I think. Um, you started putting, you started incorporating a lot more vegetables once you impact the gym phase and all. I start training, training more. I think your one of your favorite snacks was just having like it was raw carrots and hummus and stuff like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, not not even hum like you know hummus. Everyone can gorge on a lot of hummus, but uh, something that I found quite easy that worked for me was roasting loads of vegetables. Just getting a big tray, cutting up sweet potatoes, chopping up carrots, chopping up peppers. Um, then I started getting fruity on it and started trying out all these different vegetables. Um, but yeah, I just threw them in the feckin' oven like. It's not hard. And they taste so good because they get all... Kind of caramelised and stuff. Yeah, they get yeah, sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thanks for sharing your bank holiday, Monday. Um, you've got to go to bed now because you've got to train in the morning. Are you going to train in the morning? 6.15, what's your night? Okay, um, we hope you enjoyed that one. This is the first episode of these podcasts. Uh, we're going to talk to um, all the trainers in the gym. We're going to talk to a lot, lot of clients. And this type of information that uh, we really want to get across is... 
you know, what are the fucking day-to-day problems? And let's just, as Murray done quite well there at quite a few times, is really deciphering these large, complicated um, words and just... Scary words. Scary words, like, you know, scary, scary words. And just take them down to a usable level because at the end of the day, these are the things that are actually getting people results. So we hope you stay fit. Keep yourself fit and healthy. Uh, whatever you do, we're not biased towards any kind of training method at all. Except getting stronger and keeping your muscles and staying really fit and healthy. Um, don't spin so much. You don't need to sit down anymore. Uh, guys, we'll talk to you in a bit. And thanks for listening. And we're done. Bye. Boom.